football season is never over. The Ringer NFL Show has got all your football needs covered from free agency to the draft and so much more. Check out The Ringer NFL Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? We back. Another week, another R2C2. Got a got a bonus episode. A bonus mailbag episode today, see? We thought, you know what? We might as well get the people a little extra episode this week, right? Yeah, why not? And they can hear the, the rest of my construction that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's <laughs> it's crazy today. Today is like, I feel like they're like right next to me today. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, people miss it. It's part of like what, you know, just brings them comfort. It's part, it's part so, of the pod now. Yeah, it is. It is. It's... It's R2C2 and Construction 2. That's the new <laughs> that's the new podcast. I um I couldn't come up with anything quicker than Construction 2. I'll do better <laughs> next time. I, <laughs> we uh but you know, we'll have Jazz Chisholm, the uh outstanding uh young stud for the Miami Marlins who yes. uh is, you know, one of the top prospects in baseball and won the second base job and He's just he's he's an incredibly interesting, entertaining young star in the making, and and we'll have that pod out on Thursday along with Sling and Heat. So we'll still have our normal R two C two out Thursday, but we thought let's get you a mailbag today. Um, it's funny too, man, because I, uh, I I I have a colonoscopy tomorrow. Oh shit! And yeah, yeah, and um, quite literally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, like, I all of a sudden now. You sound uh, nervous. Well, no, I'm fine. But I, <laughs> I, 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 what's funny about it is I was supposed to start my, you know, you drink the stuff that clears you out. Yeah. And, and I was supposed to start it at 6 p.m. But I'm broadcasting the Nets game now at 4 p.m. today. Oh, but that'd and be the so, fourth quarter. And you, I mean, like, if you take it right at six, and you'll be shitting like right as the uh, the game closes, like right man, when you're doing the close. If that if that thing goes to overtime, <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a really dicey prospect for me. <laughs> so I I I I've the, I I was able to I called uh, I called up the the doctor Doctor Kumar who was uh, a night a great gastro and and I said hey. Can I start this at seven or seven thirty instead? And he he jokingly said, "As long as you mention the colonoscopy on the broadcast, then it's fine." Because, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm picturing myself sitting there, like, quick downing this, you know, the crap you got to drink, and then on the air, just like looking like a ticking time bomb as oh the games are about to go final, man. Yeah, you know what? If I if I had to get a colonoscopy, it would they wouldn't have to give me any any medicine. I could just eat a like a pint of ice cream and then I'll just be fucking cleared out. <laughs> I'll be cleared out for fucking four days. Well, it's interesting too because like you know you don't. My last meal was nine a.m. Mm-hmm. So like I can't eat anything until after the procedure tomorrow. Oh, you can't eat nothing uh, for the rest of the day. No, and usually uh, on on up. air that's a little tough because usually yeah. I like need some energy when I'm on air. So I wasn't expecting to have to do a game. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the rest of the day. Uh, Man, the rest that's, of the day. Gonna, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, uh, no, it's gonna be a little bit dicey. Have you ever had one? You ever had a colonoscopy? Uh, spring training, uh, 2019. Yeah. Okay, got you. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, I mean, it's kind of like nice afterwards. Like you feel like cleared out, you know. But 
Yeah, it's how I feel after I, after I eat ice cream. Yeah, it's, it's your ice cream. People didn't know they were coming here for uh, Colon Blow 101, <laughs> but but that's why they're here. Anyway, we thought um, we would do a mailbag episode um, uh, today um, in, in, in just because we had so many great questions from people on Twitter. So we thought, you know what, let's, let's hit them with a mailbag episode, answer some of you guys' questions, uh, and then Thursday we'll have Sling and Heat, we'll have Jazz Chisholm, yeah. but see... There's some great questions that we got asked. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's, so first off, Goat Sports 6 throughout what's R2C2's official view on the extra innings rule, especially with how it's affected the Yankees in a couple games this season. I, I still love the extra inning rule. Um, you know, I mean, I just, I think, you know, playing 15, 16 inning games, um, especially now with the way the bullpens are constructed, like these super bullpens, like it's hard to get a run. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, we don't get paid for extras, man. We don't get paid for overtime. Let's get this shit over with and get to the next day. So I like starting a runner on second base. Um, and, and it's gotten the game over within, like, you know, the 10th, 11th inning. The game's pretty much over most of the time. So nobody gets sent down. Nobody gets penalized. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I really, really, really like starting a runner at second base for sure. You know what? I my only thing I would say is I wish they would start it in the twelfth inning. Like I wish we I wish we would get like one or two innings, even the eleventh. I could deal with it a little more. I wish we get one or two innings of real baseball first, and then I'm okay. But you just with it. you just got nine innings of real baseball, and the motherfuckers couldn't do it. So let's get the shit over with. <laughs> Nobody want to be here all fucking night, guys. Like it's hey. a game tomorrow. We have a game tomorrow. Most likely against the same team. We'll be able to figure it out tomorrow. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, let's get and then I just don't, I just hate when a guy, a young guy comes up, pitches well, saves the team, and then he gets sent down because he pitched. You know what I'm saying? Like that that bothers me more than anything. So to save guys from going back and forth and and getting penalized, really, um, I, I like it. You know, and, and most of the time it's a guy that 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 is in the game in the 10th, 11th inning that, that you're going to keep on your roster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I think my thing is, like, let's say there's a huge disparity in bullpens, right? And I all of a sudden feel like I have the advantage because I have the deeper bullpen or whatever, and it's all of a sudden that advantage in my roster construction is sort of rendered moot because here we are both having to pitch with a runner on second right away, whereas I may have had a far better chance of actually getting a runner to second base than the other team did, you know? And so, and maybe it's also from a Yankees perspective because they lost a couple games that way off the start of the season that is sticking in my craw early, but I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it the way some people do. I just wish they would be given like one or two normal extra innings, but I understand your point. See where you're saying like, Hey, you had the whole game to figure it out. You know, I, I, I do understand your point. I guess my thing would be, you know, for teams that are maybe just like two relievers deep, they may have an easier time getting to the 10th, but they may have a much harder time getting to the 12th. You know what I'm saying? But it becomes easier for them once you start with the runner on second. So I I, I would rather wait a little bit because it's gimmicky, but I do agree with needing to do something because there's no need to have, there's just no need to have 17 inning games. There's no, no need for that. That's there's, stupid. It's, it, there's, there's no reason to have that. There's really no need to have twelve or thirteen inning games either. To be, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can. I, I'll give you the tenth, 
But in the 11th, I need to run on second base. Okay. Like, got to get right. this shit over with. Fair enough. All right. UK Yankees James tweeted in and asked, what did you like about the London series in 2018? Do you think the Yankees will ever come again? Man, I loved everything about it. It's the only reason I fucking played uh, in <laughs> yeah. 2000. What was that? It was 19, right? That was in 2019. Yeah, 19, he, said, yeah. he said 18, but it was in 19. Yeah, yeah, 19. Yeah. That was the only yeah. reason I played in 19, Cass, was to, was to go to London. Like, that was that was so much fun. Like, just everything about the trip. Um, you know, from being in London to, you know, getting a chance to sightsee, having our families there. Um, no, I mean, it was, you know, to break up a baseball season and have a trip out of the country and, you know, do some different things um, during the summer is fun, man. So I, I don't, I think, I think we all enjoyed it. I mean, I know everybody in the Yankees did. I think the Red Sox kind of hated it, um, you know, from <laughs> from what I heard. But they stayed way, they stayed so far out. Like, every, they did everything different than we did. And um, it just kind of made their trip uh, suck a little bit. But ours was ours was great. Well, shout out to Ben Tulevitz, then traveling secretary for the Yankees for putting Benny's you guys the, in the city. Benny's like, tied for the best. The, yeah. the, him and Mike Segge, the guy in Cleveland, they, they, they definitely won in 1A for sure. Uh, I love that. Well, I, I mean, I agree. I have to say, to me, that was one of my favorite experiences I've ever had involving right? sports or my career. Yeah, like there was an energy. And, I, you know, I got to travel with you guys for that trip and, you know, got to be waked up by, woken up by Tommy Canely on the flight over. And, you know, it was like, <laughs> but it, it was, the whole trip had an energy to it. It was mm -hmm. like, I, I heard some people compare it to like traveling with the Beatles, right? And I, And I'm not... For, you know, some diehard Beatle fans out there. I'm not saying it was exactly that, right? Okay. But what I'm saying is like you're traveling to a new country with the Yankees. And like you guys had the the sweatsuits on and yeah, you're walking yeah. through the airport, you know, and like everyone's like, oh, the Yankees are here. And and it felt like a spectacle. It felt like an event. And even then, you know, having uh Harry and uh and Megan Megan uh, there. Megan yeah. there and 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 you guys presenting, you know, with the jersey for Archie, right? And then like the first pitch and the and the national anthems. And there was just a ridiculous buzz. And there was an energy you could feel the entire, you know, four days there, walking around the city. You know, we happened there was one ridiculously hot day, but we happened to get this gorgeous, absolutely fantastic weather. Enjoyed Best weather it. I've ever had in London. Oh, same. Not even close. Not, Not even, even close. close. Yeah. No. Like and 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 the, we we got to enjoy the charm of the city. You know, it was just, uh, it, I have my 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 cousin Kelly lives there, and my my godson Flynn and his his twin sister Marnie. So for me, also like getting to spend time with them was like really special because I don't get to see them that much. You know, yeah. um, but it was the the whole thing, man. It was special. And, and look, with baseball, you need to find different ways, right, to to make it feel like an event because. The action, it's it's not like football, right? Where the act or basketball, where the action sustains the sport itself. It's mm -hmm. like you have to have an added incentive. And stakes aren't always there because it's a 162 game season. And the incentive usually is like, this is my team. I watch them. But it's like, how can we create some other events? You know, sometimes it's chasing history, sometimes it's an incredible athlete, sometimes it's a dominant pitcher. In this case, it's creating this like very unique setting and and special event. And I think it was smart for baseball to do. See, I hope they go back, and I hope they do it in some different places in Europe as well. Yeah, I, ho I definitely hope they go back. I, I mean, you know, like, like uh, 
you know, it would have to be, you know, two big franchises. Like, it had to be the Dodgers and the Cardinals or, mm-hmm. you know, the Yankees and the Red Sox going back. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, traveling around like, like, like the Beatles, I guess, like, that's what it was when, it, when, when we had the core four. Like, yeah. it was a traveling circus, because like, when I first got here, like, that's just what it was. And, and, and the energy and everywhere we went, like, I didn't realize, like, you know, like, as an Indian, you go to Kansas City. And the stadium's half full. As a Yankee, you go to fucking Kansas City and it's packed. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Like mm-hmm. everywhere you go as a Yankee, the stadium's always packed. And, you know, that that London trip, that buzz is something that, you know, I hadn't felt, you know, since 2009, 2010, where we were traveling around and we were really, really good. I it was uh it was so much fun. So to answer the question, yes, we loved it. And James. UK Yankees. I certainly hope uh, that the Yankees are back at some point. Sure. Um, Chris Northrup asked, "The Yankees are batting Judge third tonight. That was uh, Monday night. Do mm-hmm. you like? Do you like the change? No, I like him hitting second. Um, yeah, I like I like the way the lineup is constructed, especially with DJ at the top, um, Judge, and then you got Hicksy the switch hitter to break up, you know, Stanton and and uh, Big G and and Judgey. So, no, I like I like the way the lineup's normally constructed." Um, obviously it was different last night because, you know, Hicksy decided to sit out, but, um, no, I, I like, I like our, I like our lineup the way it is. Um, it's it, for me, when Luke comes back, I wonder where he's going to hit, you know, yeah. that's, that's a bigger, um, question for me is, is where do you plug Luke into that lineup? But, um, not for me. I, I, I like I like the way I like judging second. Even with Hicksy struggling, you like keeping him, you like keeping him third. See, you wouldn't, you wouldn't mess with it. No, nah, I wouldn't mess with it. Um, just because, I, like, I, I want um, Stanton and Judge to be broken up, especially if you have a switch hitter in there. I, you know what I mean? It's early. We're a week into the season. Hicksy will, Hicksy will figure it out. That's one thing just in general. Like, I know we're, we're taking questions in general, but I have to say this. Um, it's really early in the season. Like, I've seen people freaking out about the Yankees' offense. The Yankees are going to hit. I promise you. The Yankees are Let me going tell you to hit. We always get our asses kicked in Tampa, bro. So I don't know why people freak out every time we go to that fucking trap and lose two out of three. It's been happening since I fucking got here, cuz. We can't play in Tampa. I've been telling you that for years. Yeah. We don't if it comes down to us having to win a weekend series in Tampa at the end of the year, we're not gonna fucking win it. It just is what it is. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what the motherfuckers turn into. The best hitters in the big leagues against us. They have a plan against us, and when, and when we miss and, and make mistakes, like, they don't miss. Like, Willie Adamas hitting a ball to right center, like, when the fuck does he ever do that? Only when the Yankees are in town. So, like, people freak out about us losing to Tampa or going down to Tampa, losing two out of three, getting swept, all of that shit, and it's been happening for years, and we still go out and win the division. We 10 games into this shit, man. Like, you got people got to relax, man. Yeah. We got a yeah. whole fucking summer, man. I, I, exactly, man, and 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 look, and Voight is a big part of the lineup as well. That'll change things, you know. I, 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 I just would not be freaking out at all when it comes to the offense because there's just so many great hitters with great track records. I will say this, and I said this at the end of last year, and I still believe it. I do think that this Yankee team is in need of some sort of injection of positional athleticism. Yes, and I don't, I, you know, and I don't know exactly how it happens. And I do think that there is some legitimacy 
to people wondering about like, has it gotten a little stale? Did you need something else like kind of with this group? Because this group is, has kind of been together for a while and, and Cole was the injection of what was new last year, but we really haven't seen anything new on the positional front in a while. And so I do think, and I, and I said that from the time they lost in the playoffs last year, the Rays, I do think that's fair. Like I look at the team and I see, you know, a lot of guys who I think are credentialed, trustworthy baseball players. I don't see a lot of elite athleticism across our positional team. And I don't know where you'd plug that in or how you'd make it fit. But I do think, because it's hard, there's no obvious place where you'd say like, well, that guy's got to go. Or like, well, you don't want that guy. So I'm really not presenting an obvious solution to this you know, problem. But I do think that there needs to be some sort of creativity with adding some positional athleticism to this team. Yeah, and uh, Bobby brought this up, actually, our producer, Bobby Wagner. He was like, if you look at the Yankees, like the way they acquired our team, there were good moves. You know, each yeah. move was a great move over the years. But now you look at the team and you're like, fuck, we're too right-handed and we're not, we not athletic. But like yeah. at the time, each move made sense. You know, yeah, what I'm you saying? won, you won each trade. Like you won yeah. every single trade. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. won each trade. We we found Luke. You know, we traded yeah. for Phrase. We got Glaber. Like everything worked out. But now it's 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 not working out. Even Hicksy, right? For John Even Ryan Hicksie. Murphy, God bless yeah. his soul. But and it's know. it's not like it's not coming together on the field like it should, or or, or like you know, I think people envision. It, it it it's like and it's like you said, it's not. For me, it's not a concern about like will this team be able to like get to the playoffs, you know? No, no yeah, I, like of yeah, it's they're the just best about, team in the American League. Yeah, it's just about winning the ultimate prize. Like, what do they not have that I think they're going to need in order to win the ultimate prize? You know, I think I think there's going to need to be some sort of positional athleticism, and I don't know how that takes form, but I I, yeah. I think I also that, think that we're it's young. I mean, we're young in this season, man. Yeah, and, we are. We are. You know, yeah, we gotta we gotta. I mean, let's give it to the middle of May. You know what I'm yeah. saying, and then figure out what what we what we're gonna need. Yes, I think that's fair. Um, X Patton PGH says, CC, when guys are pressing, like so many established Yankees hitters with runners in scoring position, what's the remedy? More cage time, an exorcist. It's got to be tough. So what is when when guy? You know that's interesting, see, because I actually thought even the other day the game the Yankees ended up winning in extra innings. I thought, you know what? I did see signs of like guys maybe trying to do it a little too much. You know, did, what what is when? Because in baseball, it's not a sport where you try harder, you do better. So what yeah. is the solution? There is no solution, bro. Like when like when we're struck, like when we struggle like that, or like and I and. and we always struggle in Tampa because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I just keep thinking, like, we were in Tampa because we don't hit there, but it just is what, it, it ain't nothing you can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I was watching that game and DJ grounded out into the double play and Michael K gave all these numbers about, you know, DJ scoring position and blah, 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 but like, he's been so great at the end of the day, somebody else has got to fucking step up and get a hit one time. You can't yeah. count on DJ to do it every fucking time. It's baseball. You know what I'm saying? So like, at the end of the day, somebody else has got to step up. Like when, you know, if DJ's struggling, if it's Judge struggling or whoever else, then it's got to be Gio or Shello or it's got to be, you know, like it was. It's got to be Rugnan Odor. Like different guys got to step up and, 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 and contribute because your stars are not going to be able to carry you all the time. And that's the point of having a, a great team is having a deep lineup and, and being able to have those guys that can step up when, you know, your guys are struggling. 
when your stars are struggling because it's going to happen, you know, throughout the season of, in, in the baseball season. So, um, yeah, I mean, every time, I, I mean, we, 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 I would just be like, man, let's just get the fuck out of the trap. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, everything in my mind is just going back to us being yeah. in the trap. And, you know, that's where all our problems always start and, and have always been for us. I, I also, I do want to say this too in this regard. Like, I've seen a lot of people like, you know, freaking out about how Stanton's looked to start the season. Obviously, his at-bats haven't been good. Obviously. Like, it, obviously they haven't. Guess what? It's a small, teeny sample size. Yeah, we, but th these we, are the same people that was fucking all over him in spring training when he was hitting balls 200 miles an hour. Shut the my, fuck up. That's it's my fucking, point. Like, that's it's fucking like it's baseball. Point. You go up yeah. and down. Exactly. Relax. That's my point. That's my point. My point is, we we've my point is you can't expect Stanton to be what he was in October and what he was in spring over the course of an entirety of a season. Nobody of course, is. Of course, nobody is. Of course, he's going to have some struggles. And we know when Stanton struggles, it looks a little less pretty than when some other guy struggles, just by the nature of the way his at-bats are. Exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. His nine-game struggle or whatever, it, it's not as aesthetically pleasing as if, if DJ LeMahieu happens to go through a nine-game struggle. We understand DJ that. LeMahieu's not going through a nine-game struggle, by the way. Motherfucker right, exactly. can hit. Exactly. <laughs> he hits the ball all over yeah. the yard. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, right, my point is just like, Stanton, at some point in the not-too-distant future, he's going to get red hot. And he's yeah. going to start winning games single-handedly. And I, everybody will forget, like, this nine-game start to the season. I keep uh, – I'll be hitting up Hicksy. I know he's struggling right now. But, like, you know, he's my little brother. So, I'll be like, yo, you shouldn't have faced Monty that day before uh, opening day. <laughs> he fucked him up because, <laughs> like, he faced Monty in that sim game. And Monty had him back and forth with the cutter and the changeup and the cutter yeah. and the changeup. And now all his at-bats are, like, he's going back and forth, guys. Like, Monty, Monty put Hicksy in, in a slump, guys. I'm telling you. Man, well, that wasn't nice of Monty. It wasn't it cool. <laughs> this, speaking of Monty, this is actually uh, Iron Mike 023 has a question. What did CCC that was different between Monty's first and second start? And then he had a fun question after that, top five spots to go out with teammates on the road for an after-game dinner. Uh, let's make it top three instead of top five. Between uh, this, I, And I text Monty this right after the game, right when he came out of the game. I was like, be proud of that start. Like, Tampa's tough to pitch against. And like I said, they have a, a plan, and they stick to it. They didn't swing at his cutter. Not one time. They, like, they let him throw it for a strike. They, like, they, didn't, they didn't even offer at it. Like, they took that out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. they took the inside part of the plate. They wouldn't even let, let him have it. If you go throw it in there for a strike three times, go ahead, and we'll let you have it. So they, had to, they took his cutter away. So now he's trying to figure out how he's going to get these guys out when his plan was to go in there with the cutter and they do such a good job of eliminating one of your pitches. And you got to figure out which one it is while you're out there. And they eliminated his cutter. He couldn't figure it out. And he was kind of all over the place, but he battled. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the pitch that I told him that was the biggest mistake was, you know, the 3-1 changeup to Zanino was perfect. Like, that's a good pitch. But if you're going to throw it to him 3-2, him being a catcher, him thinking with you, you got to be willing to walk him. You can't throw that pitch for a strike. You got to throw it off the plate. And if he offers at it and swings at it, then you you fuck it, you got you got it out. If not, you tip your cap and you get the next guy. You know what I'm saying? So like on days when you're not as sharp and and you don't have your great shit, don't give in. You still don't give in. You pitch like you got your good shit and you just go get the next guy. You know what I'm saying? So that was the biggest thing that that I saw from him is that uh obviously he battled, 
His stuff wasn't there. He couldn't figure out why they weren't swinging at the cutter, but he still went out, kept the game close, pitched five innings against a really tough, against a team that plays us tough. Yeah. You know, I, I knew this was going to be a tougher start for him, but I was proud of him for going out and keeping that game close. And we eventually won that game and yeah. didn't get swept. You know what I'm saying? Because he battled. But um, but I, but I think he's just, he grew up, I, I feel like. And, and I feel like every time he, he goes out there, he's getting better and better mentally. And, you know, even just his text and our conversation after, I felt good about it. Because he wasn't like, oh, I need to figure this out and blah, 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 blah. He was just like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'll be better next time. And normally Monty's like, oh, you know, I got to figure this out. This was bad. That was bad. And he wasn't that, you know. So I was excited for the for his, you know, our conversation after. I did perfectly said. I, I think that those are the starts, right? Those are the starts that make you a reliable rotation staple. You don't yes. have all your good stuff. You find a way against a good team to put your team in position to win and to also give your team some length on a day where you don't have your best stuff. He did that. I, I thought that was something to feel great about. So I think you feel good about Monty for two reasons. One, because we saw what it can be when he has all his good stuff, like in that first start, yep. and then because we saw the way he can battle when he doesn't. Um, and then the the other, the fun question, top five spots to go out with teammates on the road for an after-game dinner. Oh. How about, um, do, five's a lot. Do, uh, yeah, five is a three. lot. I'm like, fuck. Top 35 <laughs> spot. Give me three. Um, give, me, give, me, give me three spots you like for an after-game dinner. Man, I'm trying to think. In uh, Chicago, we would always go to, like, Tao. Tao had just opened in Chicago. Um, it was an Italian spot in Chicago we went to all the time, too. I can't think of the name of it. Um, Lolita's. Okay. Chicago was a, is a good spot. Um, Tao, um, Javier's in Newport. Mm -hmm. I would say Javier's in Newport, Lolita's in Chicago, and um, let me think of another spot. All my Kansas City spots are before the game. Yeah. Um, right, like a late. Yeah. There's a spot in Minnesota that Phil Hughes used to take me to. I can't think of the name of it. He took me and Ben. Uh, Tulevich there uh, one night and me and Ben went there every night the rest of the series so that was a really good spot I got to think of the name of it I could ask uh, Phil Hughes I, I, yeah ask Phil I love Minnesota's dining scene man it's uh, really good right surprisingly Spoon and Stable one of my favorite that's what, restaurants that's it is, is that's it? it is that it yeah, that's yeah. Spoon it, and Stable yeah, yeah yes, that's it yeah. that's it that, that spot is fantastic isn't it yeah, like, it's like a newer uh, spot, right? It, it, yes. it just opened like two or three years ago. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. it. That's it. Yep, yeah. yep. Spoon and Stable, man. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. That's I actually, funny. Yeah, that's crazy. Dude, Joe Harris is a big fan of Spoon and Stable as well. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, he was took us there brother. one night, uh, me, Guardy, and uh, Tulipitz, and then me yeah. and Ben went every night after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, it's awesome, man. They, they have a great brunch, too, actually. Oh, nice. Great, yeah. They, but I Yo, that's something I'm looking to get into now that I'm retired is, like, brunches. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can't wait to go to New York City and just have, like, a nice brunch out on the street. You know what I mean? Like, it's a this, fun is, this time, is what I'm man. looking forward to now as a retired yeah. player. It's, it's a fun time, man. It's a really fun time. I love a good brunch. Um, all right, I'll take a couple more here. Uh, from the Courtsiders, most underrated Yankee that CC played with. The most underrated Yankee. Dang. That's a good question. Um, man, Brett Gardner. Mm. Guardy. Mm -hmm. I think people overlook Guardy. I think people don't understand what his importance is to that, to that franchise, to that team. Um, I think, you know, other players and, and franchises underestimate him. I think the umpires 
underestimate him. I think Gardy's got all the odds against him, and, he, and he's always he always ends up being the outfielder that plays the most games for us. So I think the most underrated player, most underappreciated player, I feel like from from a fan base standpoint is Gardy. Yeah, you know, I, I I'll go I'll go with Gardy. Well. I didn't play for the Yankees, so I don't have any teammates. But I, I, I think Gardy is a. Uh, I think Gardy would be a great choice. See, because I also was just thinking about in the context of this season. Think about what a luxury it is that you can just put him in the outfield, any position. Nobody's going to elevate it defensively. I know he doesn't spend a lot of time in right, but he certainly could, and give you a quality at bat. And yeah. is always going to be ready, whether he hasn't played for three days, whether he's played five days in a row. It doesn't matter. Like. That is such a luxury to have over the course of 162. It's a it's a re, it's a remarkable asset that he is and continues to be for the Yankees. And his leadership. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and him being able to, to help Clint Frazier in the outfield. Him yeah. being able to help Aaron, Aaron Hicks at the plate. Him being really close with, with Aaron Judge in that relationship. Like his leadership is 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 definitely underrated too, for sure. Yeah, one one hundred percent. I love that. I'll take one or two more here. Ralph Gaduco wants to know who do we think has the filthiest pitch of all the relievers in MLB right now? Uh, that kid in in uh, in um, Milwaukee. In, yep, that, Devin that Williams. fucking changeup is disgusting, cause yeah, who we've had on the pod. And he throws it. He can throw it into a lefty, into a righty, or straight down. Like I don't know how the fuck he does that. So, uh, second nastiest pitch by by a reliever. Uh, is uh, Chappie split, cuz. That's the one I was going to go with. That shit is gross. It's ridiculous, It looks like a slider, cuz. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Uh, His arm speed and everything, like, it's that that pitch is fucking filthy, cuz. Yeah. (laughs) Filthy, cuz. Like, damn. It's absurd. It is absurd. Because lefties really can't throw splits. You don't ever see lefties throw splits. You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh. That shit is filthy, cuz. I mean, so when he throws good. it, I'm like, why they swing at the slider like that? And then they show the replay. And you're and like, it's oh, a it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's like a fork ball. It is like, oh my God. That shit is gosh. gross, guys. It is gross. It is nasty. Um, all right. Last question here. Peter Tayo21 uh, wants to know Does CC have any memories of playing with Chin Ming Wong? Uh, yeah. I mean, that, you the, guys, I think the first two years we played together. But you guys didn't really. We like, he wasn't really healthy. No, no, he no, wasn't but, himself when you played with him. Uh, uh-uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't the 07, um, Yeah, you know, guy that he was. But I mean, his personality was still good. I mean, he's still a lot of fun to be around. And I remember that very first spring training. <laughs> me, him, and Java went to that that Magic game, and like watching him take jumpers on the court before the game was hilarious, guys. Like that shit was so much fun. <laughs> That was like our first time hanging out together. It was me, him, and Jabba. We went to the basketball game and we had a blast, man. But uh, yeah, nah, me and Chi Ming, we had, we had, you know, we had a great relationship. Um, I don't remember, like, I don't remember much of him like pitching, but like behind the scenes, you know, we hung out a lot. All right, I got one more. Tmar Seven wants to know how would you rather lose a perfect game? You walk the first batter of a game, then retire twenty-seven straight, or you retire the first 26, walk the 27th, then get the next guy out to end the game. Walk the first batter. Yeah. You know what? That's yeah. an obvious one. Team Mars, walk come on. Walk the first batter. You, you but, don't want to like be one batter away and blow it. And blow it. The, uh, yeah, but just the pressure of knowing that you're throwing a no-hitter is hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think I've gotten pretty close where I was like in the eighth or 
seventh, I think, a couple times. I even had one where I had like a – they gave me an error in the first inning, and then I didn't give up no hits the rest of the game. But I had I had already – Was that I, in I, Milwaukee? They gave, they, gave, they gave it a hit, and it was, should have been an error. It was in – I was in Milwaukee. I was playing against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And Andy LaRoche did like a little swing and butt up the first baseline. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is when I was real still athletic. I could like go – I was like moving around off the mound. And I yeah. went and tried to grab the ball – and I just stabbed at it and just didn't didn't get it. I would have had him by a mile. It was yeah. definitely an error. Definitely an error. They gave it a hit. I didn't give up a hit the rest of the game. But they I, they, they wanted me to, like, fight and go back and change it. But it, it wasn't the same because I had already given up a hit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, in yeah, my yeah. mind, I wasn't throwing a no-hitter. So, like, the pressure of going out and, like, every inning knowing you hadn't given up a hit, like, that's a part of the no-hitter. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, you can't just you can't just go back and be like, ah, nah, you got to give me a no hitter because that was an error. Yeah, I don't, exactly. it don't work like that. You know what the, I'm saying? Uh, so that's why I didn't even fight for it. August 31st against uh, Pittsburgh. Against Pittsburgh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven strikeouts, one hit shutout. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I actually remember watching that and being pissed because I was like, that's an error. Give him an error. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like a, oh. I remember everybody and everybody wanted me to fight, and I was like. Nah, man, like I didn't I didn't have that pressure. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. and even after the game, everybody's like celebrating and shit. I was like, what the fuck y'all so happy for? And it was like, you just threw a no-hitter. And I was like, no, I like yeah. I remember literally everybody's in the lo- locker room going crazy. And I'm like, whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was just another game. Like yeah, yeah, you need the pressure of it in order for it to feel like it. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's why I feel like last year's Cy Young, the same thing. Like, you need the pressure of pitching down the stretch, knowing like the mm. Cy Young's. On the line against yeah. different players outside of your division. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's the yeah. same thing with the Cy Young. Like, that pressure of knowing that you're close to winning that trophy is different. So, yeah. then that's something that you got to deal with. Same thing with the, with the no hitter. And, and that's why I never really fought for that one. Well, that's going to do it for our mailbag episode. We wanted to hit you with a little bonus app this week. I think we covered some good ground too, including colonoscopies, which is nice. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, See, I'm excited for our audience to hear our episode. That'll be out Thursday. We'll do Sling and Heat. But more importantly, or equally as important, uh, we'll talk with Jazz Chisholm, um, uh, young star for the Marlins. Uh, he has, he's, all, he's all the young kids' favorite players right now. Yeah. It, he, he's got a great personality. He's, he's a ridiculously talented dude. He's got some awesome Derek Jeter stories. Uh, our audience is going to get a kick out of that. So that will be Thursday. Um, that's it for now, folks. Uh, you guys know the deal. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at R2C2. We got a whole rebrand going on right now, uh, which uh, we got a lot of great content coming out. Um, and uh, new episodes every Thursday, bonus episodes like this one as well. So follow us on Spotify at R2C2. We will uh, talk to you in just a couple days. Peace, everybody. Peace.